and welcome to another edition of the Close Fist on Podbean. As with this edition, we get on to Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, we had a chance to speak with Pro Wrestling Rampage's uh, Lumberjack LaRue. He's one of the lead promoters and one of the veterans of the business. Uh, we also had a chance to speak to the manager of Merciless Marcus Knight, Mr. Scratch, and one of our good friends from the All In Wrestling Podcast, Dapper Duggan. But let's get started with Lumberjack LaRue and how he got started in the business. If I can recall... Um a guy named Dan Stecker, which anybody watching this right now will, will go, you know, when they hear that name. I didn't know who he was at the time. I didn't know what kind of lifestyle he had, and I didn't know what he was. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But he was involved in the business. Um, Dominic DiNucci was there, and uh, which was the, the I guess, the, the trainer, per se, of that. And there were probably about 35 of us that just showed up. And uh, at that point, it was it was kind of interesting. It was fun, actually. And don't you dare the uh, <laughs> the um, the fact that that it was really cool to be able to be in, in, involved in that kind of of of, of of a reality check for me at the time. I mean, I was in college playing college football. I mean, six foot four, and I was three hundred and ten pounds, and. You know, I was in the best shape of my life when it came to strength and speed and everything going with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was a great time. I mean, it really was. And um, eh, I was 20, 21 years old, I think. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I was 21 years old. And prime of my life at that time, right? So they say, I'm at the prime of my life now. Let me tell you guys (laughs) right now, okay? But the the fact that they... uh, you know, they put us through the ringer. I mean, it really did. They, forgive me for saying it, they beat the shit out of us. They did. <laughs> they, they, it hurt. I mean, it, it made me look and say, well, do I really, do I really want to do this? Do this you know? And um, it, it uh, from that point, I, I, got, I received a phone call from Dominic DiNucci, and he's like, he's like, you, you, uh, you, you in college, uh, you, you in school, you in school. Uh, I was like, yeah. Yes, sir, I am. And he said, well, well, you, you know, you come down, you train this night, this night, this night. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? I'm like, God. first off, poor college student. <laughs> um, I was probably about an hour and a half from Pittsburgh, close to an hour and 45 minutes from Pittsburgh. Um, we trained here at this place, and he gave me this, this place. And I'm like, pump the brakes, wait a minute, you know. Um, and uh, nonetheless... You know, things went really, really well, and uh, trained, and did a lot of things. Um, had some fun. Um, there was a guy named Michael Blade, who uh, had a match, and I was at the show, and they pulled me out of the. Well, I was in the locker room, and they, they that was my first official run-in, I guess, or part of a match. Part of a match was I ran, and man, I went like a. I mean, my eyes were this big, and, I was, and that's not what you're supposed to do, okay? And I, I was so excited, you know. And <laughs> I think it was probably, I don't know, 150 people in the crowd, maybe. And I come running out, barreling. Here comes this big dude, come barreling out of the locker room. Just, I slide in the ring, and I had so much momentum, I almost slid all the way across. It was a 16-foot <laughs> ring. Right? I almost slid all the way to the other side, clear out to the other end, and I was like, oh, I'm pushing, you know, putting the brakes on. And I pop up, and uh, he turns around, and I turn around, and I froze. I'm like, ah, 
what do I do? Okay, okay. And I was like, ah, boom. You know, hit him with something, you know, and, and uh, it was a clothesline, and, um, which wasn't supposed to happen. It was supposed to be something else. He did, the, he did the most professional thing he could. He bumped and rolled out. So, um, But, no, I mean, it was, uh, that was my in in that part of thing, right? So we go from there and uh, graduated college, took some time off, a lot of time off, actually. Um, did, did a few small things here and there, took a lot of things off. And then I had a, there was a tragic incident in my life where I, I had found my best friend passed away, and I found him dead. And uh, he was very young at the time. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do everything I ever wanted to do. And I got back into it. Yeah. And I, I, I went, and when I mean I went back into it, I went back into it. It was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday type deal. And I had kids and I had a wife and I had a full-time job, a career. I had everything, you know, going for me. And I kept all that. And, you know... It's funny because I look over now and I see my son, my youngest son's walking over there right now. He's now 13, you know, and, and I remember packing him and his, his older brother up and my, his, their older sister up, you know, and in the car we went and you know, we would go wherever they asked, you know. And that's a part of the business that maybe people don't see. They see what's going on in the ring, sure. the cheers and the cameras oh, and yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. They like that, but there's the other side of it right. that you yourself, okay, you got a family, you got a job and everything. How did you balance all that? Oh, no sleep and uh, a lot of uh, caffeine and a lot of, I mean, there was times, you know, there was a place in Ohio that ran uh, on a Thursday night and, you know, it was at a, like a, like a, a, a theater, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, an old theater and we would run in that theater on a Thursday night and uh, at the time it was ring time and there was... Uh, a couple guys that uh, Seth James you know, was one of the names over there, and, and, and he was he's from Ohio or he's from Pennsylvania, but he, he went over there. He worked, used to work for FNW, you know, Far North Wrestling, which was uh, out of Butler, PA. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, there was those guys, and and, and um, TC. I mean, Tommy. He, he you know he did Doink for a long time. Yeah, but, and yeah. and uh, he he was and plus he was a bunch of other things. But I mean, he was. Um, it was a, a big part of getting me back into the, the swing of things. Um, and then, uh, you know, we did, but back to the story, we, we would do that on a Thursday night. Of course, I had to work Friday morning, 7 a.m., you know, and uh, back I came. I was right back into it, you know. I would get home. I never take the kids on a Thursday night, but I would go on a Thursday night and do that over in Ohio and get home at, you know, Two in the morning, morning three, right. and and then turn around and and uh, take a shower, get something to eat, and back up, you know, take a nap and get back up and work, you know, eight to ten hours the next day, and then and then back, you know, I, and then Friday, you know, we, okay, well we're going to be in uh, you know Painesville, Ohio, and then come back, and then we're Erie on on Saturday, and then maybe West Virginia on a Sunday, you know, and and have the kids, and we would just do road trips together and. That's how I did it. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. And now, I mean, they're all older and, you know, trying to get them to do things. And, and those of you with kids know that once your kids get older, it's like, who's dad? You know, he give a shit what he does. You know, that's dad. I don't want to be with dad. I want to be with my friends. But, no, it's, it's a good time overall. You know, I mean, and going over your career, I mean, what would you say, like, is, is like, your proudest moment, do you think? Oh, wow. Um, hmm. 
proudest moment? I'd have to say um, I won a championship. I'm not going to mention the whatever, but I, I, I won a championship match, won the belt, and it was the coolest thing ever to look out. And, you know, my three kids were just standing on their seats at the time, just going bananas. And that was, <laughs> I was like, that's what, that, that got me motivated. You know what I mean? I was like, that's the coolest thing ever to see that, you know, and of all, and, and those of you that have been to shows, you know, you know, if you've been in the ring and you look out, you, you, you see people, you see a crowd, you see a wave, whatever. You don't really focus on one or two people. I mean, it's not, for some reason, well, I guess with it being Easter weekend, I can say this, you know, <laughs> God made it that I could see right to that, uh, you know, right to that, uh, right to those three, right to those three youngins there. And that was a, that was a good, a great feeling for me. And, and the adrenaline that went through my body at that time was amazing. And then turn around and try, and that's another thing we can talk about this. I'm going to talk about this, you know, the best thing ever invented for us. Okay. They get in the ring and do this kind of stuff is heated seats in a car. And I'm going to tell you why, okay? <laughs> because when you get to be my age, okay, and even last week I did a battle royal, right? And I haven't done something in a while, but I got in, I got in this battle royal, and it was fun. It was a great time. A lot of great talent in that battle royal. And you turn around, and, it, and we made it, and I know most battle royals, like, people are like, you know, this sucks. No, we had fun. We had a great time. Good spots, good everything. Um, and a huge crowd. There's probably 600 in the crowd mm -hmm. in Meadville, Pennsylvania, last week for IWC. Cool. Um, Night of Superstars there, and that was a that was a great time. Um, but heated seats, right? Come out of the ring. You know, you, you hit your back on this, you hit your back on that. You get in them heated seats. You drive home. It you makes can, the drive that much better. You can get out of the car when you get out when you get home. You know, you don't have heated seats. Let me tell you. It's a little, it's a little shaky when you get out of the car. You're like, wow, this hurts. You know, I mean, it, and I'm telling you, it, it, it takes a toll on you. It really does. I was gonna say the travel itself, going oh. from, you know, you're driving two hours to one, three hours right. to another. And that's that's the hard. It's one of the hardest things. You know, you see these guys that are in great physical shape, and they take so much time, planning their meals and planning their workouts and doing everything, and and <clears throat> to be on the road, and, you know, all you pass by is convenience stores gas stations, fast food restaurants, because you're on the road, you want to get home, you don't want to sit down at a restaurant, you don't want to, guys that I've traveled with, you know, they get mad at me, because I will not eat fast food, at all, I mean, at all, they don't get, since 2004, they do not get any of my money, fast food restaurants, <laughs> right, um, so, I don't, I, 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 if we're going to eat, we sit down at a restaurant, and we eat something good, or, we just drive on through, you know, or I stop, they eat, and I sit in the car, or I do whatever, you know, and, and I've done that many times, but there has been times when we go on the road, and we take a little grill with us, and we, you know, we take a steak, or we take hamburgers, or we take whatever, and my kids really enjoy that, because we have, you know, it's, go to a hotel or whatever, it's one o'clock in the morning, and I'm firing up a charcoal grill, you know, and making steaks on it, and some guys are coming back from the bar, or coming back from the convenience sheets, or country fair, or uh, what's, that, um, what's that other one out there, the yeah. Wogos or whatever, I don't know, they, they, they come back, and they're like, they're like you know, they have a, a sandwich that's, you know, 
frozen and then thaw it out in the microwave and give it to them. And that's, that's what they're eating, right? And then here we are eating, you know, hamburgers on a grill, fresh hamburger or a steak or something like a fish in, a, in foil or something like that. And the kids are sitting there having a blast. You know, we have a little fire going. It's keeping us warm. And we've had many guys come over and be like, wow, this is amazing. You, get, you really do this. And I'm like, yeah, this yeah. is First off, it's cheaper, all right? Yes. Let's be frugal about this, all right? When you're taking kids on the road with you, it's, it's, you know, it can get expensive. And then you turn around, and secondly, it's better for you. And it keeps you in a little bit of a, in a, little bit of a, of a diet regimen. And there's guys, in it, and I respect every one of them, you know what I mean, that do, that do this. And, and uh, good, bad, and different. You've been in it 100 years. You've been in it, you know, two uh, years, two years a year. It's your first match. It doesn't matter. I respect them for the fact that they're trying and they're, 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 as we call it, living a dream, right? Well, no, you're not living a dream. You're making something a reality. And, it, and it's very important to, to, to know that the training that these guys do and the, and, the, and the time that they put into developing, you know, something. You know, some of these guys go to shows and they drive two, three, four hours in a car. I mean, and the expense for them to do that they're doing it for the experience. And they may come out of there with $20. They may come out of there with no money. They may come out of there with $100. They don't know, you know, until, right. until, they, until that happens. And then they turn around, and the time they've taken away from their families or the time they've taken away from their friends, the time they've taken away from their wives or girlfriends or whatever, and that's always a toll in your personal life, but you're doing it for yourself. So some people look at it as selfish, but some people look at it as, you know what, it's about time to do something for me. So, I mean, that's, there's a lot, of, a lot of ways we could go with this. I mean, it's just a, you know, as I look over and see, you know, my son helping out with things, and he loves it, you know, but he loves coming to these kind of things. He doesn't love watching, you know, the WWE. He loves, he loves the idea of some of the things like, I mean, I've taken him on the road with me for a long time, and people like Ray Rowe, who's yeah. now, who's now, you know, what, I mean, he was... War Machine, and he, you know, before that, many other names, yeah, yeah, but now yeah. what are they now? Viking Experience, Experience or, or something, something like that. Yeah, right. But it doesn't matter what his name is, he's still Ray Road us. Right. You know, right. I mean, he, he's still that dude that, that was in the locker room and come out shaking hands with my sons and my daughter, and, you know, it was, it, you know, and a class act guy. Then you turn around and you see, you know, J-Rock, I mean, Jerry, he, he was he, he's in Ring of Honor and everything else, and they, all the things he's done, TNA, and, you know, it, he's really been a part of, you know, some of the kids' lives, you know? Right. And you turn around, and, and, and the guy's like, um, um, you know, Shane Taylor, another one, you know, another one, Ring of Honor, mainstay. I mean, just, he was in Madison Square Garden two weeks ago, you know, yeah. having a match. Well, he used to be right here at PWR in Erie, Pennsylvania, every month. You know, when at the Collie Auditorium down in down in Fourth and French. I mean, it was it was, that was the thing. You know, he was a monster here. He's a monster there. He just he knew where to go and knew how to do it, and he took that chance. He dove in. I mean, and and it, God bless him for it. I mean, he really is doing a, living his dream. What do you know? Here at here at at at, uh, at Pro Wrestling Rampage, I come in and I see you working with guys here and there mm -hmm. about uh, about doing certain things. What's like the main thing you try to instill in them? Characters. I want them to understand that. And I this is I did a lumberjack gimmick. Um, my real name is Brian Yeager. Nobody knows who the hell Brian Yeager is. <laughs> I don't want them to know who Brian Yeager is. 
because when we leave here, Brian Yeager's just dad or Coach Yeager or, uh, you know, the guy that does this or the guy that does that. I want people in the crowd to remember. They don't, they don't need to remember, and this is no, nothing down on anybody that does this. And whatever your gimmick is is your gimmick, okay? Um, that guy. I don't want them to remember that guy. I want them to remember the lumberjack. I want them to remember that lumberjack guy. I want them to remember that guy that comes out and, you know, he had a towel around his neck. Or that guy that comes out and uh, he twirled around a, uh, you know, a tennis racket. Or that guy. I, I was on a show one time where a guy had a bowling ball. He was a professional bowler uh, gimmick. <laughs> I'm like, how bizarre is that, right? Well, you know what? We made sure we used that ball in the, in the, in the match. We made sure we used this bag in the match. We made sure, you know, he used... He wrestled. He worked. Wrestled in bowling shoes. I mean, he he had the gimmick, and it was the coolest thing ever. The most bizarre gimmick in the world. But you know what? You know, ten pin whatever his name was, and I'm sorry I can't remember your name. But <laughs> it was it, it was the coolest gimmick ever to me. You know, I mean, um, I don't know. Is that like is that like one of the things that's kind of lost in pro wrestling? I wouldn't say it's lost, but. I think it's the creativity that, uh, that, that, that they fail to have. So a lot of guys get into it and they're like, well, you know, I go to the gym every day and I'm a tough guy, so I'm going to be the tough guy. Well, okay. Well, if you ask me, we're all tough guys because if you really do it right and do the stuff we do, you hurt. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. You know, well, that's fake. Well, it could be fake, but you know what? It hurts, and it's not fake. Um, it, it, it's... it's um, a dramatic side of things that, that we all sit there and say, you know, the lost art of professional wrestling is the fact of entertainment. That's my, that everybody says, well, it's sports entertainment. No, no, it's not. It's, it's a bunch of, of, of drama uh, filled with a bunch of uh, advertisements. What, what is lost right now, in my opinion, is the entertainment. The fact that the lumberjack guy comes out and acts like a lumberjack and does lumberjack things mm -hmm. and <clears throat> you know the cowboy guy comes out and does cowboy things, things right. and the uh you know the policeman comes out and does policeman things you know or you know and then you have your guys that are actual technical wrestlers and those guys to me are the best those guys rock uh, i want to see the moves i want to see the I don't want to see 50 finishers in one match. I want to see one finisher with a bunch of technical wrestling. That's what I like. Guys like Dean Malenko Absolutely. back in the day. Absolutely, you know? yes. I mean, great, great dudes, that can, they can do it. Now, another thing that's lost is the fact that some people put too much into a match. Entertain the crowd. Yeah, you know what, we... Those guys I respect because they can do the moves. I mean, I mean, mm -hmm. there's, there's, I could name a bunch of guys that are on this show tonight that can do all the moves. I mean, they, I mean, and they're great. They really are. But how do you put them together in a match? How do you entertain every one of these people that are here tonight with them moves? Well, it doesn't have to be that hard, right? You know, um, and you don't have to make it that hard. But it's fun. It's, and, when, and when you lose that luster, when you lose that fun side of things, that's when you go, that's enough. When did you come to the realization in your career that it's like, you know what, I've got I've to back off? Um, the fact that it was 
um, <laughs> the fact that it's, it, it's, it's harder and harder to um, get up the next day. It's yeah. harder and harder to go, go and do your, your job that, that you actually make your career. And I have a career outside of this. Um, some people respect that, some people don't. But, you know, I, I can't, I, I, I have a family and um, I, I thrive on the fact that uh, I can make a living for my, my family and still do this. Right. You know, and uh, where did I find, I guess, that, that um, it, enough was enough? Well, the fact that it was painful the next day to get up and I was, it, it hurt too much. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, from what I can, from what I can see, you here at Pro Wrestling Rampage, you really enjoy what you do here, though. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy with the, especially with the young guys. You know, I enjoy watching them evolve into, yeah. into, you know, different things and and uh, to to see on the social media things nowadays. <laughs> you know, the, the, and I see their 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 promos and I see their the fact that they're out there. Um, you know all the matches they've had, and you know the miles they put on, and, the, and all the cliches, right? But I see them evolve, both physically and mentally, and everything. How they do it—it's just—it's really cool to see somebody you 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 had here or we had here, you know, a couple of years ago that is, is now going to—they're working, you know, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, or Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. It's it's really cool. So now. Somebody, so you, when you give somebody a, a ring name, yeah, okay, how long do you think it takes if they're really dedicated or, or whatnot, however you want to put it, you give them a ring name, how long do you think it takes for them to become that character? Well, um, it depends. It, it, it could be, it, it depends on how you, how you want to put that. They can, they, can, they can make that character in one night. Right. But it could take time. And not only that, it could take it could take a year or more mm-hmm. that they they get that gimmick over, as long as they don't give up on the fact that that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they if they if they say, hey, you know what, this is what we want to do, and then they 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 make the investment of mm-hmm. selling gimmicks that go along with their their character, or they they make the investment of of gear. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the guys that say, hey, I want to be this guy, and then they turn around and they go to Walmart and buy gear. It's like, you know, you just put all this time and effort and money into your career, into, into training, and then you turn around and you go to Walmart and you buy gear. Well, you know what? <laughs> Take some time. Get a gimmick. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I, my gimmick is a lumberjack. I wear brown dicky pants that's, uh, that a lumberjack would wear. I wear a flannel shirt that you cut off, the sleeves. I wear, a, you know, and all this you can buy at a store, okay? But, you know, if you have a gimmick of, say, a, you know, a shoot fighter or a guy that wants to come out and, and uh, you're, you're just going to be John Smith, okay, well then be John Smith the best way you can be John Smith. Mm-hmm. Look like a professional wrestler. Don't look like the guy that's standing behind you you know at the gas station buying cigarettes just like anybody else be that guy be that guy yeah, exactly if you're going to be that product be that guy be if you want to be a you know a fireman dress like a fireman don't come out with a a fireman t-shirt on and say well I'm a fireman <laughs> that's not going to work you know but if you come out dressed as a fireman take the time 
take your stuff off, you know, take, take the time to, to get that across. Well, then that's what's going to work. Psychology is something that we hear in the business sure. uh, here and there um, and whatnot. How long does it take a wrestler or how long did it take you in particular to really get the psychology of it? Never down? do. Never do. Yeah, you never do. I mean, I, you know, you keep learning. And if you say, well, I know it all, well, then you know what? Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Sorry, you don't. Um, you're comfortable with what you do, but you're not, you don't know it all. And there's no way. Um, psychology changes in set, the environment, the setting, the crowd, the people that are in the crowd. It changes. It changes with the people that you're working. I mean, it, it, it really, really changes every match. So the psychology thing is, is yeah, there's a there's a there's a hope that everybody can be the same, right? But they there's a they never are. So when I say when you say you know when, how long it take to, it took me a while to get a routine. It took me a while to get a to get a a fact that hey you know what this is what we can do. This is what we can't do. Um, how to get it over to the crowd. I knew how to, to get my character, the Lumberjack character, over to the crowd right away. I mean, good song, huh? Um, oh my God, it's Asylum, he's coming out! <laughs> um, anyway, no, yeah. great guy, Nick's an awesome dude. Um, but no, I mean, um, you know, it, it, I started doing things, how to get the Lumberjack gimmick over, right? Who's a Everybody wanted to be the, you know, Lumberjack's the big bubbly guy that's like, hey, all right, all right, this is great. You know, so before the show would even start, I would be out. I would go into the parking lot, and before the doors open, um, there's this big guy carrying around an axe and, you know, wearing all this stuff, and I'm talking to the kids, and I'm talking to the, pa the families, and, the, you know, I'm, I'm doing all that. They open up, I'm inside, and they come to my table. And I talk to them and I, you know, whatever, interact with them the best I can. And in a town that I've never been in, and then you turn around and you say, you know, hey, make sure you yell real loud for me when I come out, right? And the kids are like, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, and I always tell them, hey, do things you're not allowed to do at home. That's what you're here for, right? And, <laughs> and the, the parents are like, oh, what are you telling them? You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm like, ah, I said, they'll be all right, you know? <laughs> and I, you know, you turn around and you have, you know, when you come out, these kids are going bananas, screaming and yelling. That's the, that's the, um, that's when you know that you know you've you've connected with the crowd. And then once you've done that, the whole psychology of the thing—you put a match together, you put a match together. Right. You know what I mean? Well, hey, it's been an awesome conversation with. Yeah, man. One of the great conversators. Yeah, thanks. In the rest <laughs> I'm one of these guys, right? Just a talker, all right? It's great. Just, you guys, hey, pay attention to what he's doing, all right? He's doing great stuff for this business. And, and uh, you know, tune in to whatever he's got going on there and, and watch it and enjoy it and, you know, support indie wrestling, guys. These guys really work their asses off for you, okay? Absolutely. Thank you. Happy Easter, all. And Pro Wrestling Rampage down here at Erie, Pennsylvania. Mr. Scratch. Uh, has been kind enough to spend some of his sinister time with us. Yes. Yeah. Very, very good pun there, sir. Very good. I like that. Thank you very based, much. You know, based off the sinister minister because of the red and black. And, and similar hairstyle, but I have a much better beard, much better facial hair than that guy does. That's a, that is a one hell of a beard you are sporting there, my. It is beastly. 
sir. Good, good lord. I mean, how, I mean, uh, it looks like it's tethered. It's lethal. It's... No, it, no, it's definitely easy. Again, put the oils in there. They said, you know, I talked to you before that definitely take your vitamins because there's a lot of good things in vitamins to help you with your beard, especially biotin, and they come in chewables too, and they taste like strawberries. They're delicious. <laughs> now, how long how long have you been in the business uh, so far? No, it's pretty brief for me. I think late February, early March. Um, Marcus Knight, who I manage, he uh, came to me and he said, "Hey." Are you interested in doing, you know, being a manager role? I said, absolutely, let's do it. So then him and I and then a friend of mine, Brian Check, came up with an idea based of this character, Mr. Scratch. Um, you know, Devil and Tom Walker from, I forget this guy's name, the author's name. I forget it. But that's it's based off of where I'm the devil and I've, you know, sunk my claws into Merciless and he's a bad dude. You know? So he's going heel and I'm going to be a heel manager. Um, so we came up with this video, and the video posted, and, and a lot of good feedback from it. We uh, stopped down at we were he was booked at WBW. We stopped down there. We showed it to Kevin Sullivan. He loved it. He wants to book us on a regular basis. And that guy's a TNA, so you know if we can get into TNA, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> little bit, little bit of money coming back yeah, I mean, here. You know, I know I'm paying my dues. I haven't built, put the ring together yet, but I have helped take it down. Um, I want to do all that kind of stuff, get my hands dirty, and I'm completely okay not getting paid doing it. Because you should pay your dues. You should. That is a part you know. of this whole thing. Is that you just walk in and just oh, yeah. walk whatever, in, like you that. know, swinging dick. This is mine. You know, that's <laughs> not how that works. You know, thumping people in the head with that. I mean, I've been very. I listen a lot, and I give feedback when feedback when I think I can. You know, hey, what about this? Can we do this instead? And then you learn a lot. I listen a lot to everybody. I'm actually listening to uh, Grapplers Anonymous, the guys from the ESW, like Brandon Thurston. Great. Great video, great, well produced, and you learn a lot. Also, just incredible on his little thing too. He does good stuff. You know, the ECW type and the independent scene. It's good. Now you brought up the name Kevin Sullivan, and you know we, we brought up the name, the uh, Sinister Minister type of thing. Who was who was who was your biggest influence growing up with the wrestling? Business? In wrestling, I mean, honestly, anybody who's got a good shtick, a good good voice, like uh, Macho Man, always there. I mean, I mean, having like a, a soft spot for Greg to hammer Valentine because it was the first match I ever seen was him versus Tito Santana in a cage match, and the cage was green, and it was just nuts watching. I remember Tito Santana kicking that door right in that dude's, right in Greg's face, and it was great, and I was hooked ever since. Hey man, Tito Santana was like probably one of the most underrated Intercontinental Champions ever. Oh yeah, and they they and they switched him to the El Matador, and that was just terrible for him. <laughs> you know, good old you know '90s racism. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, so what is your end game in this in this whole thing? Do you want to be a wrestler? Or do you want to stay a manager? I mean, type honestly, of I'm in it to have fun. I mean, I'd like to get in there and try to take some bumps to feel like it. But I'm, I'm an older man, I'm 44, so I don't want to get in there and, and hurt myself. You know, right. especially. And I need there's a certain kind of kickback to it. If I'm gonna go in there and get the shit kicked out of me, better pay me. You know, it's just I'm not doing that for free. I'm not, I'm not in that state of life that I'm going to do that. 20 years ago, absolutely. But now I'm just in here to learn and have fun. If I get paid, fantastic. If I don't, that's fine too. You know, making videos, having fun. That's what I'm doing. I mean, the fact that you had like Kevin Sullivan give the stamp of approval of what you're doing. I mean, yeah. how much of a charge is that? Oh, that's an awesome charge, man. Taskmaster telling me stuff that I'm doing a good job out there. Kidding me? That's fantastic, man. It gives me goosebumps. Awesome, man. Hey, Mr. Scratch, if he's in your neighborhood, be scared. <laughs> thank you, sir. And thank you, Mr. Scratch. Great guy. Uh, and don't forget to join Pro Wrestling Rampage May 25th at the Saga Club for Fandemonium. Uh, for tickets, uh, the email address is emailpwr at yahoo.com. That is emailpwr at yahoo.com. 
be sure to send your request for tickets. They go pretty fast. And now we wrap up this edition of the Close Fist on Podbean uh, with our friend Dapper Duggan from the All In Wrestling Podcast. I definitely feel that Bailey's going to definitely suffer from this um it, it'll be funny to see where sasha goes if she is released from wwe that's the first thing well that's all that's the whole that's the whole thing is i want my i want my release i want out whatever like that it's not like they just open the door and mm-hmm. say yeah okay you go out and have fun well we all know how that goes with trying to be released it's not going very swift which leads into luke harper asking for the release we don't really know what's going to happen, but I think he'd be absolutely great in AEW. I think he would fit there or impact. Well, I, I mean, he's got the talent. He can talk. He can. He's got. He's got all the moves in the ring. It just boggles the mind that they can't find anything for this dude in in the big leagues. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, Eric Rowan is sitting out there. He's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they found something for him. You can't find something for Luke Harper. Um, you're, you, they should find something for fucking Luke Harper. I mean, the guy is amazing for a big man and the way he can move, he can shoot promos. I mean, look at his indie work. He was amazing at promos when it was just pulled swiftly, like real quick ones. He would snap them off. Luke Harper, wish he could get back with the Wyatt family, but unfortunately that's never going to happen. Oh, the, the, the creepy bird promo, the, whatever. If you don't oh. know that's Bray Wyatt yet, you got you got legitimate problems. Dude, I mean, I, the Hawaiian uh, shirt, the buzzard, the sister Abigail, but it, it's I feel for Luke Harper, and I wish he would come back, but I hope he does leave WWE. Well, hey, well, that's the thing. Now, what about Sasha Banks? Where do you see her going at this point? It's like, good Lord. I mean, she, the work that she did with Charlotte was fantastic. Uh, she she had, she won her share of titles, but didn't hold, hold on to them for very long. When she stretched out Charlotte on that guardrail, <laughs> oh, that, was, that was awesome. I thought she was literally going to snap Charlotte's back. I think, personally, if I would, it, a lot of people are going to not like this at all, but... Women of Honor. Mm. Sasha Banks. Why not? Sasha Banks. Women of Honor. You know, AEW. Madison Rain's back. Yeah. I ma- mean, Impact. I mean, well, uh, Impact. You know, they. they I, I, to be honest with you, I like the women in Impact better. In a lot of respects, I like them better than what they're doing in WWE because of uh, Tessa Tessa Blanchard. Oh, totally. Uh, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace is a is one a hell of an athlete. Mini Papa Pump. Mini- <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, that fits. Thick, but thick Mama Pump. <laughs> that's, that's, just it. that's it. That's just it. Just saying. Congratulations to Jonathan Gresham mm-hmm. on that one. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know, you know, and you have Taya 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 uh, Taya Valkyrie. Yes. She's there. Um, the I mean, first couple of Impact. You know, I mean, Johnny, Johnny, shit. They got the belts in Impact. What what can you do to them? It's like, hey, congratulations to Johnny Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, you know, the, the whole women's um, uh, landscape is, it. I don't think there's a clear cut no. Number, no, n- number one. No, there really isn't. There really isn't. Nah, but now we go into, um, you know, where does Luke Harper end up? Maybe AEW, maybe Ring of Honor, maybe Impact, maybe... I'm hoping AEW. But, you know, but the chances of him getting released anytime soon... It's a myth. Is... <laughs> it's a fucking myth. <laughs> They're yep. going to freeze the contract. Yep. I mean, whatever, whatever Frozen. they... I mean, because now it's going to go to, like, what the, the, the situation with Pac was... 
uh, last year. Uh, he didn't get his release till July, and he wanted out like ten months before that. And so. here's the thing: you better watch your p's and q's, or you might get blackballed like Jericho, where he's not even allowed to watch people's matches anymore. Oh. <laughs> hey, Jer- you know, if anybody deserves to do whatever the hell he wants in his business, Jericho. Jericho. I Jericho. just want to stop. I just see a couple of matches. No, no, you're blackballed. You can't even watch it on cable, Jericho. You can't even watch nothing. They erased him on the website. I know. Of all fuck, of all things, I'm he's like, the first undisputed champion for Christ's sake. You know, he carried your company when there was like really nobody else. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, come on. That's it. Oh, my That's goodness. It. Now we go into, oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. We're going to okay. go into this. Okay. Now, okay, let's set the scene here a little bit. All of a sudden, we hear the music. We're saying, oh, they're here. Awesome. Cool. They come out. They're doing their thing. And all of a sudden, you hear the name, the Viking Experience. What mm. <laughs> What went through your mind? I'm honestly going to say this. I honestly thought of like a weird, a weird 80s porn movie or something. <laughs> like it being Vince McMahon. And I heard they had like 20 minutes left to pick a name and they picked the Viking experience. Like they just watched an episode of Vikings and threw that on there real quick. Like, oh, we should have just named them Rag- Ragnar and Eric. Right. But there's already an Eric, Vince. No. They won't get confused with Eric Rowan and this new Eric. They won't get confused with any of them. Like, what is it? They Ivar, I, Igor, whatever. Well, it's like, oh, good fucking Lord. Corey Graves didn't even know what to call him. <laughs> he kept calling him Igor Ivan Igorvin. Like, he didn't know what the hell to call him. I think they were embarrassed to be honest. They really with were. I think Corey Graves was actually pissed off. Like, and that led into my first initial thought was, okay, now when you show them. On fucking NXT, are you going to call them Rowan Henson? Are you going to confuse us now? What the hell is going to happen? You just basically etched off War Raiders for, from the history books. Like, all the shit that they did really doesn't matter. It really doesn't. They're a whole new operation. Yeah, I, 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 and, and you know what? It's one of those things where I sat there and I'm like, War Raiders... Did they really just say the Viking experience? Yeah. I, I, Did they, what? And then they said the names. I was like, okay, they changed their names. The, the whole name. They changed it. All right, they were War Machine. Now they're War Raiders. Now they're Viking experience. Now they got completely different names and gimmicks now. Well, you know what? It's like, okay, if you want to change a name, okay. Mm. But, okay, what think tank? Sat there and said, "The Viking Experience." Oh, let's go with that. Come on. I mean, oh my God, the Viking Warriors would have been better. The Viking, you know, anything but Viking Experience would have worked. Just like blood. We have to apply. (laughs) We got to. We got to apply to this. There needs to be a petition for like this because. War Machine was a great name. They had that name. They ran with it. New Japan. They were huge. They did their thing. They won all kinds of titles. They had all those achievements. Well, that was etched from the history books when they became the War Raiders. Right. Now, all that history is defeated. Now it's Viking experience. Now you just basically said, these are legitimate Vikings that you're watching on television. 
These are legitimate Vikings. They will rape and pillage your women. They will do all of this. They're legitimate Vikings. They live it for real. Why well, actually the the, the Ro, Sarah, Ro does. Sarah, I was gonna say Ro yes. Ro and Sarah Logan got yes. got married in a Viking ceremony. Yes. Or something like that. Now here's the thing though, if it's gonna be the Viking experience, you might as well just make it a stable because there's numerous Vikings. Okay. Eric Rowe? It, it, like Okay. Rowan? Ki- ki- how about this? Killian Dane. Killian Dane? Uh Alexander Wolf. Rowan. Rowan's Rowan. legitimate. Rowan is legitimate. I mean, they killed sanity, for God's sake. Anybody with a beard oh. fits the Viking experience. Eric Young. <laughs> he's so blackballed, but he's higher than anybody else because they put him on that poster. So he actually okay. means something. Okay, yeah. Well, but You know, you were on a poster. Well, here's the thing. How uh, Are you upset about sanity being disbanded? Oh, totally. I thought that was a great group. I, I mean, I think they're, they're going to use Fulton good with OVE, but I feel for the other ones. And Alexander Wolf, great talent. Killian Dane, they did nothing with that big man. And he he liked to fly. He was a high flyer. He's a big, big dude. dude. He's a big dude got moves. Bingo. Damn. They waste talent so badly. Oh my goodness. It's, you know, it's almost like if we didn't come up with it, you're nothing. Bingo. Kind of a thing. Yeah. You know? We're going to etch you from the history books like that. Like it doesn't matter what you do on other things. Like NXT is very confusing for me. And it's going to be after this whole experience. I mean, they build them up in NXT. Triple H does a hell of a job mm-hmm. down in down in NXT, building these guys up, building these guys up. And then what is he doing it for? All to have them, like, tore down by the time they get to the graveyard known as they, the main roster. That's exactly it. And then what happens when the Velveteen Dream shows up? His whole gimmick is the experience. Now you got to... Viking experience. I, I'm telling you what. I went on Twitter specifically and I said, I'm so glad that I forgot who I said. I think it was the Undisputed Era and Velveteen Dream. I'm so glad that they didn't get called up mm. to this mess because you know what's coming. Oh, yeah. You know what's coming. Yep. The Undisputed Era is going to be the Undisputed Experience. <laughs> Velveteen Dream is going to be the Dream. The Dream Experience. And then they're going to have copyright infringement because there's an RB singer named uh, The Dream. So it's. It's all going to shit in the handbasket. Oh, Lord in heaven. Well, I just want to thank you for your time, Mr. Oh, Dapper Duggan. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to have to do this again sometime. Oh, I'm always down. Oh. Always down to talk wrestling.